0: Mission
1: incoming. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the, the Potemkin Potem- the- 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 the-
0: Potem- the- picture show. show. Episode 0070, you You've entered the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McCrae. You can call me Blarv. You can accuse me of road rage, although it's not true. On today's episode, we will be tackling a couple of films in feature presentation, um, Hell and Back and The Martian, two places you don't really want to be stuck or trapped, Hell and Mars. We also have a new segment called Film History. We have Heathen on the news. We have a game. And we have lots of things to do. So let's head into the VIP booth in the cantina and get today's show started. Well, here I am. I've ascended the stairs into the private chambers, into the deep recesses of the cantina, and now I am snuggled onto my extra big boy cushion and ready to get today's show started. Sitting across from me in the 12 o'clock position, her eye partially covered, but her scowl in full view. Her name is Heathen. Hello. She's the founder of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. She likes... She's not the founder. She's the head. I'm the founder. I'm the goddamn founder. But she's the head. She's the head organizer.
2: The head is the brains.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You, uh, to kill a a rotten fish, you you start with the head. Something like that. Okay. (laughs) And then also, a organizer with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club Back on his good old friend, Mister Futon. His name is Beermaker Matt.
3: Hell, oh!
0: <laughs> That's a funny pun.
3: <laughs>
0: he even said she was going to start practicing new laughs again. <laughs> All right, guys, we got a new segment.
1: In film history.
0: This date, October 7th, 1960, that's 55 years ago, the film Spartacus was released. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Kirk Douglas when he was a fit young man. And I also had uh, Laurence Olivier in that movie. They're actually remaking Spartacus. I don't know when that's coming out, I think next year. That's a film that I could see them redoing. It's kind of tough when they redo classics, but... I could see them redoing and taking a totally different angle on the movie. What do you think, Ethan? Or Matt?
3: Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that
2: version.
0: Spartacus? It's on Netflix, I believe.
2: I have?
0: I hadn't uh, gotten around to watch it till, uh, till I went to China. That's when I caught up on a lot of films I'd missed before because I'd probably watch five movies a day because I only worked four hours a day. <laughs> and there was nothing else to do but play basketball, which I did for about six hours a day. That's when I was a fit young man. Not like now, where I'm just a greasy old poop potato. Yay. I sweated today looking for my passport. That's how <laughs> out of shape I am. I was dripping sweat everywhere, into my eyes. I said, great, I'm going to an interview with sweat moistening my entire body. That will not make for a good impression. All right, Ethan, you ready for your news? Kind of. Well, what do you need to prepare? Okay, let me describe this. If you hear this sound at home, everybody... Uh, that's that's fine to hit this baby go along and drink a beverage of your choice whatever it's doing even if you're in the car go ahead and stop at a del taco right now get one of them dollar iced teas and uh, and have at it
2: one of them dollar iced teas.
0: and if you do get one of them dollar iced teas you can actually put booze in your cup it's legal it is I don't know but I've done it with my with my movie cup I don't think it's legal what's That's in that 30 funny. what's in that 64 ounce film cup son oh about 19 different ingredients one of them's not alcoholic all right heathen now you ready for your news mm-hmm
2: Steve Jobs' widow was so dead set against making this uh, new film that's come out about him that she allegedly called DiCaprio and Bale directly, asking them not to make the film. Um, She apparently also touched uh, base with both studios, asking them to kill the project. They're saying that it was because of her um, private, her individual privacy, but it's also... Partially because of Job's personal life, um, because of his daughter from another relationship that he didn't acknowledge until several years after his birth. And the relationship um, is obviously part of the movie, and uh, difficult, and um, she tried to stop the movie from being made, because it doesn't uh, paint Job in the, Job's in the best light. Yeah, who who plays
0: that part in the movie, Kira Knightley, or... Uh... Whoever it is in the previews looks like that she might have a pretty good part in the film. I, I had read some of the headlines, but I haven't followed the politics behind this movie. I know some of the Steve Jobs camp had been trying to fight—not um, just no, actually not just him—the um, other guy. I'm sorry, the, the guy that I think that plays Seth Rogen was trying to, uh, yeah, yeah, was trying to fight some of this too, because you know when you're doing a biography, everyone's going to look a little bit like an asshole. Because that's how people are in real life. Even the greatest, well, maybe not the greatest people, maybe not like Gandhi or, or the Dalai Lama, but most people are gonna have some asshole aspects to their life.
2: Well, it, I guess in the movie it doesn't really talk about like his personal life, but his daughter. Mm-hmm. We is see it in, in the preview. It, yeah. yeah, where
0: where she's like, you've just made three billion dollars, and your mother and your or your wife and your daughter, yes. we're getting welfare or whatever they say.
3: Yeah, because uh, I mean, the other movies have kind of either concentrated on his life.
0: Kate Winslet, by the way, is who it is. Uh,
3: um, so there's been other films that have not done so well, and then this one, I guess, is doing really well. And it basically focuses on three launches, three of the mm-hmm. product releases.
0: And and I'm hoping this is good because it was looking iffy because um, this was one of the ones had directors fall out, had main actors fall out, like this project had been in trouble for a while. I think Kristen Bale, perhaps, or Benedict Cumberbatch, someone. There's been a few people attached to this movie and and other directors, and usually that means something bad. But it could also mean something good, that you keep losing all these directors and all these actors, and that people still want to be a part of it. And actually pretty big-name talent still wants to be a part of it. So that's a a sign that at least a script should be decent.
3: Yeah, especially since it's... Not had the greatest track record for being a a good story.
0: Yeah. Yep. So if this is successful, then we should have um, Michael Fassbender uh, play all the parts in the next Fantastic Four. (laughs) Or he can play Bill Gates in the next movie. Yeah.
2: According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Walk opened in 448 IMAX and premiered uh, in large format theaters over October the October 2nd weekend, and it only yielded uh, $1.6 which is not too well in the yeah, IMAX and theaters. Um,
0: people, uh, but, I, but apparently, if you see it on the big screen, it's filmed well enough that people are getting sick and vomiting while watching it, and actually getting dizzy. Um, I could see that if you have kind of vertigo, because I've gotten that on certain Disneyland rides where I'm like, I know it's fake, but I feel like I'm about to fly off the cliff. Um, Also, this movie, The Walk, it opened, and so did Pawn Sacrifice, a few movies that did this recently, opened in extremely small, limited engagement theaters before being released wide. And I think they should have probably released wide before The Martian came out, because I think those two movies, I don't know, they're going to be competing for maybe IMAX screens and things like that.
2: A lot of the critics uh, pointed out a duller first half, um, but the second half is well worth your money and don't even bother seeing it if you're not going to see it in the IMAX version. I, I
0: agree. That's what I was said when the guy wanted to watch Everest on IMAX. I said, yeah, or or The Walk. Um I didn't really care to see this movie other than maybe the visuals because the documentary isn't that old and it won an award for Best Documentary, Man on Man on Wire, I think it's called. Yeah. So you can go see the real guy on Netflix instead of watching uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with his cheesy French accent. <laughs> I mean, everything's better in real life usually, so just check that out. Unless you want to see, I mean, I'm curious to see the visuals. Um, so yeah, if I don't see it in the theater, it's gonna suck, I guess. I'll still watch it on Netflix, I suppose.
2: The Church of Scientology really doesn't want Alex Gibney to win the Oscar for his documentary *Going Clear*. Yeah. Since the film, um, the search, the search of Scientology. I was gonna say it all. That's how I was gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Well, Mercury's
0: um, in retrograde right now.
2: The you have to say it the way you say it. healing and go. Um, they have made uh, several um, hostile harassment, they've made a hostile harassment campaign um, that has included a Scientology-backed campaign around the Oscar people Mm -hmm. and the Emmy people uh, inquiring as to why he might have won the award. Um, basically, the Church of Scientology is saying that there may have been something going on, and everybody's going, oh, I don't think so.
0: What are you talking about? It didn't win an Oscar, did it?
2: No, but they won the the Emmy.
0: Oh, for t- they did for a TV movie?
2: Well, for the documentary. Mm-hmm. And okay, I didn't notice that. Want, we, I watched
0: the Emmys. I didn't notice that They one.
2: don't want um, them to go on to the Oscars, so they're
0: it campaigning. Was a, it was a decent documentary on hbo i watched it
2: putting on a bunch of things to make sure that they don't go on to the oscars i guess
0: it was a movie that i was surprised was ever able to get made because they've tried to do books and movies about the church of scientology before and the church of scientology has so much clout and so many devote people that i mean they have like computer hackers and things that'll really fuck up your life and will slander your wikipedia page and Which
3: just something you want in a religion
0: yeah, well, if you're part of it, I guess you want that behind you to, to, to barrel over your enemies. But once you uh, once you spin out the Kool Aid and you want to get out, it makes it kind of tough. Did you see that documentary, Matt?
3: I really wanted to, but I, I yeah, I don't. Have. It's interesting. It, it's yeah.
0: worth it at least just to see the scenes of like Tom Cruise on stage because it's that's the part that stands out to me the most. He just looks like he's part of some Nazi army the way he's addressing um hubbard and uh the crowd and oh. just the way he dresses and the hand signals and everything it's very fanatic
2: well, i remember my mom reading that book when i was little
0: oh the uh the the mumbo jumbo book I how to reach re- level seven enlightenment no
2: i just remember that l ron hubbard
0: we well, wrote like a lot one of books. The very
2: first books very first books well, well, before it of... was like a organization
0: yeah When it was just his manuscript for a a new fiction novel.
2: I don't know. I'd have to ask her.
0: Is that your last news, Heathen? That's it. All right, congratulations. Let's head into Cocktail Corner.
2: I
1: see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake.
0: Well, here in Cocktail Corner, we're just going to do a bit of share-and-tell, or show-and-tell. I guess not showing. I guess it's more like share-and-tell. Talk-and-tell. Talk it's the same thing. It's kind of redundant. So I'll start because Ethan's taking a picture. I uh, I went to Panda Express today, got some good panda, got myself some of their uh, wild berry tea, which is, which is all right because it's not that sweet. It's just fruity. There's a difference between sweet and fruity because I don't like sweet tea. And then Matt saw me dump in some ingredients. I put a little triple sec in there. put a little brandy in there. I put a little bit of apple liqueur in there. I put a little bit of uh, pumpkin pie moonshine in there. I think that's it. And um, it's it's not bad. It's kind of chalky. What it's really missing is a couple more ice cubes because this iced tea has been... Um, yeah, I don't love it, but I'll drink it. All right, Matt, want to share with, with us what you're drinking today?
3: I uh, I'm drinking something from uh the Ufbert, Ufbert uh brewery.
0: Oh, is that from your your home brewery?
3: it, it is. Uh so this is my Scully spiced ale that I brewed last year. Hmm. Around a, this time.
0: It's a pretty good uh how is
3: it? Uh it is really good. I think it's yeah, even better than
0: pretty potent. What's the do you know the alcohol content on that or the IB is, what, is that the IBU they call uh,
3: this one was around uh Six percent, I think. Okay,
0: not too. I thought those what were they called skate. Skate. What did you call it?
3: Uh, Well, Scotty is the oh, Scotty. It, she's just a goddess of like the harvest goddess. Or okay, something.
0: so it's like a kind of a autumn.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's my pumpkin spiced ale. Mm,
0: pumpkin spiced everything. They did that on the uh, on the Daily Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, then. Mm-hmm. How about you? What are you sipping on over there? On your sedan built for one.
2: Sedan.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Why do you have to question me every time I ask a question? It's kind of... Why do I have to question you? It's kind of defensive.
2: How is it defensive? (laughs) Go! (laughs) Go! <laughs> Where are we going?
0: Getting hate mail in by the minute.
2: I have a Pinot Grigio.
0: Hmm. So she switched up her wine in a box, probably because she couldn't reach the Chardonnay wine in the box. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, you know so. of trouble. No,
2: actually, I had to ask the guy to reach that one and a Chardonnay one because they were so far back there. Oh, she so Collect them all. Clapped. Well they're too everyone
0: clapped when you got your wine? Yeah. It there was like two. the end of Rudy.
2: <laughs> no, they clapped the guy at the convenience store.
0: Yes. Anyway. Heathen sometimes gets mistaken for Rudy because she's tiny and she's an underdog.
2: <laughs>
0: but she finally gets her I'm wine in the end. Not an
2: underdog, that's for sure.
0: And you're not Sean Aston. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> All right, Heathen. Let's drink to something. What would you like to drink to? Your mom. well i don't like that you've already drank to that a bunch of times you're very uh childish sometimes i'd like to drink too that we are returning to washington and oregon next week i don't know what movie we'll be covering i don't know if we'll have a portable portable potable roadshow part three i don't know if we'll see any of the people that we've seen before because we're on a tight schedule like usual I do plan on going to uh, Rogue Brewery, or one of them. Uh, They have a big tasting room on the Oregon coast. It is two stories tall, and you can see the sea lions. And if you can't, I want my money back.
3: Might also possibly see your mom. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's kind of why I said it. <laughs> since up. I'm being so damn childish.
0: So there's still a secret word. Here's your hint, if you remember your last hints. There's something these three people have in common Ernest Hemingway, Robin Williams, Hunter S. Thompson.
2: Funny. Hmm.
0: Hunter or uh, Ernest Hemingway was often known for his wit.
2: Suicide.
0: The secret word is suicide. The secret word is suicide. So we finally got the secret word. You can put your sticker up later. That is uh, one of the things that um, Dead Poets Society and Heather's (laughs) had somewhat in common.
2: Well, yeah, and this Heather too.
0: And it's also something that people do that most other people don't like. (laughs) <laughs> which was the hint from last week <laughs> all right shall we play a all right heathen what's your favorite sticky item
2: um stickers
0: all right beer maker matt what's your favorite sticky item uh honey okay those are your ring-ins
2: definitely not sperm
0: these are questions these are things you don't want to be stuck in or trapped in okay Uh, Because our movies tonight, we had uh, Matt Damon trapped on Mars, and we had some other douchebag trapped in hell. These are things you don't want to be stuck in or trapped in. (laughs) Ring in if you know the answer. Only five questions. Taipei 101, that's a tower in Taiwan, has one of these that can achieve a world record certified 61 kilometers per hour. Honey. Elevator. Elevator is correct. In terms of land area, Saudi Arabia has the largest one of these. The main structure is six levels, with the sixth floor being the royal terminal, reserved for Saudi royal family, high officials, and official guests. Honey? Honey. Airport? Airport is correct. (laughs) Registered as a national landmark, it's located next to the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. They also make an appearance in Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie, The Last Action Hero.
2: I don't know. Three,
0: two, one. La Brea Tar Pits. Oh. Oh. Don't want to be stuck in the tar
1: pits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> number, number four. On November 13th, a movie comes out called The 33. This movie is about men trapped where? Uh, oh, honey. Uh, honey. Sticker. <laughs> honey. <laughs> In a mine. In a mine in Chile. I almost
2: said sperm. In 1984,
0: Metallica released an album called Ride the Lightning. There is a song on this album. Complete these lyrics. Freezing, can't move at all. Screaming, can't hear my call. I'm dying to live. Cry out, I'm trapped under what? What? Take a guess, Heathen. Trapped under what?
2: Sticker.
0: Yeah. Ice? Correct. You got a sticker. I mean, you got a point. You didn't get a sticker. Matt won that round. Good job, Heathen. Let's head into feature presentation. At
2: least I still know my damn lyrics. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay we got a double feature and feature presentation we saw Helen back with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club on Tuesday as our $5 movie and then on the weekend for our big film extravaganza we saw The Martian so let's start with Helen back Uh, it has a runtime of one hour and 26 minutes I didn't really write the synopsis down for this one of you guys want to give me the synopsis Brief synopsis for heathen. I mean, for hell and back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh,
3: So basically, three childhood buddies end up working at a theme park. Theme park is going under. One of them uh, makes a blood oath for something stupid and ends up breaking that blood oath and going to hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other two go into uh this
2: hellish portal
3: to to rescue him and yeah and
2: they have a big extravaganza
0: okay so that that makes sense and we probably should do a uh, synopsis for that one seeing as i don't think a lot of people had heard of that movie although we do have a very nobody fervent knew. fan on our facebook page that that loves this movie
2: <laughs> me too <laughs>
0: Actually, I think I want to read this person's. Uh, you should. One of her reviews of the film. Let's go. If you want to check on this too, you can go to the Sierra Nevada Movie Club page on Facebook. And. Uh,
2: I gave it a like.
0: Yeah, yeah. He then gave it a like, even though she hadn't read the message. Um. I'm scrolling for it now. Maybe this is going to take too long to find. Okay, I'm not going to be able to find it oh, right now. But um, so here's kind of what I wrote in my notes here. This film, again, if you hadn't heard of it or seen it, if you IMDb it, it's chock full of big name talent uh, and
2: swear words.
0: People like Susan Sarandon, Mia Kunis. um, We had uh, Camille Nanjiani, J.B. Smoove. We had uh, who else? Oh, we had Brian Posehn on there. Was
2: Barbara Susan Sarandon?
0: Yeah. Oh, Okay. We had um, uh, uh, gosh, I'm starting to forget. Figure- anyway, we had some, we had some b- big names on there, and I enjoyed the movie somewhat, but it's something I probably could have watched on MTV. It's not something I needed yeah. to go see to a, a big theater to, to see. The animation was kind of weak. It reminded me of something that would have been on TV like in the '90s somewhere along the lines of uh, like celebrity death match or something. Mm-hmm. Some of the things were funny, but getting between the funny parts was, was pretty juvenile. And why that kind of sucks is that I think R rated an adult orientated animation is really cool. And there is a market for it and with big names. But if you have a movie come out like this and fail, it's very unlikely that you're going to see another R rated animation come out in a couple of years because a studio already gambled on it and, I doubt this movie is going to make little or any money. The reviews are pretty harsh for it. <laughs> I think I think I liked it better than most of the people on the internet because I I laughed most of the time. You know, I went into it kind of knowing what I was getting into. I didn't expect anything groundbreaking or mind blowing, but
2: well, yeah. the the two younger people that we went to with, they said they laughed the entire time. Yeah, and that's probably
0: so, the target it was directed at, the market. Um
3: definitely was not witty at all. It was a lot of, yeah, potty humor. And-,
0: and, and the funniest things to me were the little one-off things that didn't have anything to do with the story. Yeah. And the welcome-to-hell bits, I pretty much laughed at most of those, even if they weren't really funny. And part of that was the voice acting. Um, but just... I don't know. The characters were pretty broad. You just know. me
2: describing it at work today, people <laughs> were laughing. So really? I think it was just, I would have never even thought about even doing something like that. I thought it was really.
0: Well, it was a cool idea. And I was glad, even though there's a bunch of movies that I need to see to prepare for the Oscar races, even movies that I don't think are going to be that entertaining, like Pawn Sacrifice and such. I usually do watch these movies because they end up getting nominated and part of me felt guilty for not seeing Black Mass or Pawn Sacrifice or The Walk or, or Everest or something like that and seeing this movie. But I was happy because it's Halloween. This is a Halloween movie. And he then, this will probably be the only Halloween movie that he even sees. So I was happy and I felt happy to actually see a Halloween movie in the Halloween season with a person that never watches Halloween movies.
2: I was really excited to see it because I had talked about it on my podcast. <laughs> and that was what I was super excited about because I was like, hey we talked about this so let's support it
0: hey Mm -hmm. um and
2: then somebody at work was like don't you get do you get any money for talking about the movies then going and seeing them well i thought no we're not that
0: we should because we were at least half the uh theater audience even (laughs) though this wasn't a very big um sierra nevada movie club turnout i think we had six
2: we had a new person
0: we did have a new person and Five people total. It's now six. We had six.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. are Yeah, so... in you know.
2: again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, before I get to my topic for Helen Beck, is there anything you guys want to talk about in this movie? Any favorite bits or characters or things that you liked or didn't like or wish happened or didn't happen?
2: I just really liked how... They were like, "This is your punishment." It was just, and they were very mild throughout the movie. Those it, were my favorite parts. It really parts. felt like the devil didn't really want to be
0: who played the devil, play, played by Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> like better, better call Saul. This is
2: your punishment.
0: Um, yeah, those are my favorite parts: were the welcome to hell, um, some of the demon parts. The uh, like I said, J. when J. they were
2: in the boardroom you know talking about um well maybe if we had better benefits and blah blah, blah.
0: jb like... smooth who you might know from curb your enthusiasm he was one of the the blacks and that was their last name of the family is one of the he was the one that stayed with uh with larry um
2: or when the mexican yelled nigger that was pretty funny and, too and he's like yeah what? that was
0: michael Pena, who we saw recently in that man um, he's like "I can say that down here but uh, anyway i don't think that was funny even
2: I did. (laughs)
0: Um, I couldn't stop looking at uh, Mia Kunis's demon, purple demon nipples. Mm. I like that part. Mm -hmm. And then her dad gave her the tongue.
3: Her demon ass.
0: Dad played by uh, by uh, what's his name, Danny McBride. Is that his name, right? From Down and Out.
2: I still think everybody should go and see it because it's.
0: Wait for it on Netflix. Mm. Do not even pay five dollars to see this in the theater. (laughs) Um, I disagree. If.
2: It's worth it. you're that.
0: a person that likes to get extra high, do that before you see it. <laughs> if you're a person that likes to drink, get some buddies over and put it on. Oh, If uh, you're
2: a person that likes to laugh with other people in the theater, then go and see it in the theater. Well, but on a Tuesday. Don't spend the extra money. If it's you okay. like to
0: laugh, maybe see something that will make you laugh. But
2: Oh, my God.
0: Um, so there were some um, hellish tortures in this movie. We're going to get into some of those when we get into the ranks, the five. I was wondering if you guys had a hellish torture that you could submit during the boardroom to the devil. Something that you would say, I think we should try this as a torture. Or the J.B. Smoove and Camille uh, Nanjiani, they were talking about tortures like the, uh, the yoga class where you go and it's... Oh, and the girl just basically cock-teases you, says goodnight at the end of the day, and then they go and do yoga, and it's all dudes.
2: Yeah, that was pretty funny. The only thing I could think of would be like, ooh, here's a a wide array of sushi, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and then, nope, here's a California roll, or... (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Or you have to eat, like, Brussels sprouts.
0: Brussels sprout sushi. So that would be just a, that. Brussels
2: sprouts for you know, because kids no, don't like Brussels sprouts. Well, this
0: sounds like it was a hell for you. Designed at first until you changed it to Brussels sprouts. Well, that's sprouts. what I was thinking. You like Brussels sprouts, though. I
2: do, but I was thinking for like you know, people you know, kids don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't things. think
0: kids like sushi either. You know, I was just trying to think about to what think would be through hell through, for
2: even. me. Is here's you turned a delicious into a scallop. Here's a delicious rainbow roll. Nope, fried California roll for you. <laughs>
0: All right, pretty mild.
2: Well, because that's that's going along with the movie. Like, okay. yeah, you yeah. have to walk up the escalator all 27 okay. Don't steps. Don't give
0: away the ranks. Okay, sorry. All right, Matt.
3: <laughs> yeah, mine was more uh, something that would bug the hell out of me too. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, have to lay naked on a velvet couch um, while being force-fed peach skins.
1: <laughs>
0: i'm gonna drink to that one yeah that's fine baby
2: i didn't know we were going there i'll have to think about that
0: matt has a phobia like a I would not want somebody
2: to um rub their like wet nuts on my leg and they were that would be horrible to me
0: and that was part of the welcome to hell thing they were everyone like, getting welcome getting hell constantly
2: yeah oh my god no please it, it, on my leg that specifically is on my leg you like rather... please do not touch my leg no or do not wipe your nuts sniff them and then make me sniff it sniff your fingers that sounds like that something would be the my... devils would do really
0: so those are good ones I'm trying gross. to think of uh...
2: men are just gross everybody does it you all are assholes
0: you know what should go along with yours heathen besides uh, the being offered the, uh, the 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 sushi and then having to eat something crappy having a bunch of people around you eating where you can hear them eating as well yeah. that would be really horrible like That's... chips that's what I was trying to think. I thought Matt was going to say when he was laying naked on the velvet sofa that you'd have to lay there With while, a like,
2: horrible smoker's while cough. two
0: guys sit on either side of him watching porno and <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> like every time he goes to sleep, he has to lay naked and eat his peach skins while people sit on either end of the bed, like moving it up and down and making... <laughs> those kind of noises. Ew. That would be gross.
2: Welcome to hell.
0: I know some people that have done that. Um, those are all better than mine. I wrote down two... That which aren't as good as your guys is. One I couldn't really conceptualize how it would work. But you know how like when you get an itch in the middle of your back and you can't reach it. I was trying to figure out how like maybe you're going about your daily life in hell, like you have to go to your hell classes or something and someone walks around with like a tiny, tiny blow dart thing that just throws these miniature little darts into the middle of your back that are filled with like an itching solvent. And so you always have an itch in that very middle of your back, that part that you can't reach no matter what you get. The other one I got is also when you're going about your daily business in hell, going to your hell job and hell class, that you're always in traffic and you can see just up ahead that it's clear, like a mile ahead or half a mile ahead that it's clear and you can never get to that clear spot. And you can't understand why in the fuck that you're stuck in traffic when you can see it's clear ahead.
2: It's because one of the guys is putting a cone right there and he's like, welcome to hell. He's just making it mildly inconvenient <laughs> you. just for make you.
0: people narrow down to one lane and then out again it, yeah. to four. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because it just seems like he's making it mildly inconvenient.
0: Because that. That would be horrible. But I hate that. I always I always hate on the freeway when it's stopped because it should never be stopped. I don't get it. And it's even worse when you can see that it's up ahead that it's free.
2: Well, that's kind of what happened last night um, when we were going to the theater. And I was the like, theater. I'm getting the theater, the theater, whatever happened to the theater. So I got off the freeway and he's like, where are we going? You know a secret route? Like, I think I do.
0: What, well, do I talk like Yogi Bear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know a secret route?
2: <laughs> or a picnic basket. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on to The Martian. If you have anything to add for Helen Beck, you can buzz in at any time with your words. I believe that we have made
2: this an intriguing movie for people to see.
0: Yeah, we also made uh, that ass zombie movie uh, an intriguing movie for people to see.
2: I don't think so.
0: Kellen said, you you guys made me want to see that movie. I was like, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. I don't know what episode that was, but uh it was called Asking Questions if you want to go review the zombie movie. All right, Martian with a runtime of two hours and twenty one minutes. Uh similar to the Mar- uh similar to Helen Back, also a very eclectic and great cast, of course, starring Matt Damon, but we ha- we had people like uh Kristen Wiig, Donald Glover, um was it uh Jeff Bridges, right? Or no Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Uh, Jessica Chastain, um, bunch bunch of movie, really good, really yeah. good. Another guy's who, name I'm who I'm gonna fuck up. Uh, Chilatel Edgiafor. I don't know how to say his name, but he's in. I believe he's playing. Is he the um. one playing Black Panther? I can't. remember. Right, anyway, no, he's he's in a he's in the Jungle Book movie.
2: Is that actually going to be a movie or is that a comic? Because I saw that as Jungle News. Book? No, the Black Panther.
0: Black Panther's going to be a movie and that could have been oh, your okay. news too there's actually Well, I wasn't a, sure
2: if that was going to be a movie or just a comic.
0: It's going to be Well, it's already a comic. It's been around oh, okay. for a while. You can see Black Panther up in that poster up there somewhere I believe. Oh yeah, he's over there next to Thor. No, see, I that's See,
2: that's why I don't ever have um, the news about that because I'm learning. Anyway, they teased forward.
0: they teased Black Panther in the last Age of Ultron movie they had one of Black Panther's big enemies. He was the one that got his arm cut off by I Ultron. I knew
2: I should have had that as my news. When, I was going to take it to When us. they
0: were trying to get the adamantium. Uh Wolverine's skeleton and claws are made of adamantium and adamantium adamantanium, <laughs> comes from
2: uh aluminum.
0: What conda adamantium. adamantium comes from Wakanda where Black <laughs> Panther lives. And the guy that's writing the movie, he's like a big time, like um, like scholarly journalist, well respected. So I
2: should have taken a chance on that one because well, I, I just read did it. all
0: the news on it. So let's head into the Martian. <laughs>
2: <No>.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm trying to branch out a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't so. branch out too far; you might rape some poor little boy. That's an inside joke if you've seen Helen back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I think you should, because you would like that part. It's so, pretty funny. So the writer
0: of this novel... Acorns on your back. Um, beer maker Matt and I talked about this, and now it's becoming um, even more... Like when I'm reading buzz about this movie, people are researching the writer and finding out this thing, even though I'd heard this story on NPR like three years ago, two years ago. The writer of the novel, Andy Weir, he first published his book for free on his own blog for fun, He he wasn't even a writer. He's never taken any English classes or anything. He was just, he doesn't have any background in writing. Um, Apparently from people that have read the book, they really did enjoy it. They thought that the main character's voice, the the quote voice is really good, but they said it's structurally kind of off and on. Like uh, one person commented that when the other characters are introduced in the book, it's kind of jarring and it takes a long time. So he said that, this book is a huge bestseller, so it's not like it could improve that much, but I guess technically it had a few few things you could tell um, mm-hmm. would have been improved. Anyway, so he put this out for free. Then people asked them to put it in a downloadable form so they could put it on their Kindles and things like that. And um, so he put it out on on Amazon, and Amazon has a minimum price of ninety nine cents that you have to charge. So that's what he put it out for. But there was like millions of people that downloaded it. So he made a bunch of, I don't know if there's millions, but there was a shit ton of people that that bought the movie or uh, downloaded it for 99 cents. So he made a good chunk of change.
1: Nice.
0: Um, Which is nice when you put out something for free, like, or whatever, like when Radiohead put out um, Rainbows or whatever it's called, and they said, pay what you want. And, you know, people like me paid nothing, but other people paid a (laughs) dollar and they still made good money off of it. Because most people are going to download shit for free anyway. So, if you give them a chance to pay you something, then at least you're going to get something.
2: You didn't even pay 99 cents.
0: No, I didn't. I I, I didn't.
2: And you give people shit about tipping?
0: I don't give people shit about tipping. I don't think that tipping should be uh, um, expected. Anyway... This film was shot in Wadi Rum, Jordan, which has a red colored desert that's the same li- location where another Mars mission film uh, was shot, Red Planet. I think that was the one you and, um, what's his name? <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Rich. <laughs> you and Rich are talking about, I think. Was that the Val movie? Yeah. Okay. With a robot. N- I never saw Red Planet.
2: <laughs> I think it's time to hit that baby. Yeah. I want to see where this that's is going. Fine
0: so as 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 i mentioned last week on the podcast i'm okay at improvising i'm really hard i'm really hard (laughs) it's really difficult for me to think of facts and talk at the same time i can't i can't do that i have to like wait for someone else to talk so i can think of so i forget people's names i know who rich is good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast although he does recommend this podcast to other people even though i don't think he's ever heard it other than the comic-con where we're at but every time we're out with people, it's like, have you heard his podcast? It's great. Um,
2: well, that's obviously, always, he that's hasn't heard good. it. That's always good.
0: Film uh, Filmmakers wanting to portray NASA in a film must obtain permission to do so. NASA must also be shown that the filmmakers are taking the subject matter seriously or, and are representing the truth. So NASA had to review the script, and they, were, they made certain changes and things like that. Oh, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I read something that they... Fifty pages of the script were affected by NASA. NASA was consulted while um, NASA was consulted in order to get aspects of space and space travel, specifically to uh, or in relation to Mars, are trying to get this as accurately as possible. NASA is federally funded, yet uh, charges private for yet charges um, private for-profit organizations nothing for use and access to its archives and consultancy. So, if you're a business that makes money, you can go and ask NASA some shit and they don't they won't charge you anything. They'll consult you on your things, which I think is pretty cool. I guess that's part of you know being funded um, with our tax dollars. Here's I'll try to keep this science uh, as little as possible on this one. the atmospheric pressure on the Martian and this is what uh, Rich was talking about a little bit um, uh, after the film. The atmospheric pressure on the Martian. Uh, Surface averages 600 PA, about 0.6% of Earth's mean sea level pressure of 100 kPa. It is so low that a fierce storm, as we saw um, shown on Mars, would be something akin to a very light breeze messing up your hair. Author Andy Weir admitted that this was his biggest inaccuracy in the story. So there's a couple inaccuracies as far as the science goes, and this was the one he says was the biggest one. The whole plot um, hinges on Matt Damon being left behind because a huge storm hits. Due to the low air density, sound would not travel like it does on Earth. You would have to stand next to someone and scream for them to hear you. So there's a part in the beginning of the movie where everyone, well, actually, I guess they're using your radios. Um, so I guess that's okay. A real potato farm was installed uh, on the studio lot with potatoes and all stages, of, all stages of growth so they could be used for filming. And the film, Matt Damon um, provides a food source for himself by growing potatoes in his own shit. That is why this episode 70 is called Poop-tatoes. Um... Donald Glover fell during the first take of a scene that was in the movie, and they left that footage in where he falls in. Donald Glover is the uh, like the math whiz, I guess. You might know Donald Glover as Childish Gambino or as the black kid on Community.
3: Very, very funny
1: comedian.
0: Yeah.
2: He fell in where?
0: He fell. He uh, when they first go to like his. It looks. I don't. It looks like he's sleeping in his office or something because everyone's like having to do all this massive work. And I forgot what his boss oh, asked him. Oh, yeah,
2: he fell when yeah. they... Oh, okay.
0: And he's like... Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, he's I not in like the, he fell. He's not in the movie very much, but it's funny when you see the trailers. Like They they make a big deal that Kristen Wiig and Donald Glover are in it, and both of them are in it not very long, especially Donald Glover. Uh, Drew Goodard, who wrote the screenplay for the film... He was also said at one point to direct, but left that role to go direct the sinister, sinister Six film, which probably will not get made in the wake of Spider-Man continually failing under the watch of Andrew Garfield, the worst Spider-Man ever. Um, after that, Ridley Scott read the script and jumped into the project, project, and he uh, dropped making a sequel to Prometheus. In the mo- in the novel. Um, and Matt could talk a little bit about this, Mark Watney, that's the main character in this film, played by Matt Damon. He has two master's degrees, one in botany and one in mechanical engineering. In the film, however, he just has a PhD in botany and no engineering background is mentioned, although it is shown that he knows quite a lot of shit because, um, quote, he needs to science the shit out of this. Yeah. So.
3: But it didn't really take away anything from the, the story. or the. Movie no, <laughs> no, it didn't have anything so. to do with it.
0: And it was just obvious. I just figured, like, there's a part in the beginning of the film. Where I was like, "Well, how does he know all of this?" And I was like, "Well, he probably had to go through a lot of stuff in the in the astronaut training, and he's probably a really smart guy to even get invited to the astronaut program."
2: I just kind of figured that, um, in just in my mind, um, as a moviegoer, not as a a film critic or anything. Mm-hmm. I just figured he had maybe been teased by his uh, astronaut friends as being a botanist and some other things. And so he was throwing that portion of his knowledge out. So you can be uh, degreed in very many things. Mm-hmm. But if somebody goes, oh, you're a psychologist, that's the one thing if I'm teased at, I'm going to throw out. What do you when mean? When... Well, if I'm stuck on a planet, what and, do you mean
0: throw out? Okay, I don't understand what. what well, you're when saying. he's
2: like, because I'm the best botanist, mm-hmm. he's not going to be because I'm the best botanist and oh, an so he's he's hyping
0: up his botany because that was a part he was teased about because they they kind Maybe. of in the movie to tease him that's about just, being that's just what I
2: was that was what I had.
0: Well, they do say some stuff like that in the movie, like well, you're just a botanist or something right. like that. And that
2: But before we saw that part. Um, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. So I was right.
3: Yeah. I mean, they talk about in the book that to basically be an astronaut, you can't be, you can't have like one special specialized area. You have to have like multiple areas that you specialize in. Like the doctor, um, on that mission was also like their, uh, I forget what they call it. Like the publicist (laughs) hairdresser. (laughs) He's the guy that, um, does all the spacewalks. So he's like the spacewalk specialist. Like anytime they need somebody to go into an EV suit EVA suit and do a spacewalk, he's their guy.
0: They should have got Michael Jackson because he can do moonwalks and he's a podiatrist. No, what do you call it when you podiatrist? No, that's when you do feet. Mm -hmm. What are doctors that touch Pediatrics? Oh my
2: god. He could have been the pediatrician
0: (laughs) and the moonwalker.
2: This is wow. an S P E S H A L special edition.
0: Um, that's all I had for my notes on this film. I did write, and I was thinking during the movie, if I was doing my elevator pitch, my pitch would be this is Saving Private Ryan meets Castaway on Mars. I think it was pretty close to that.
1: Yeah.
0: Whatever. That's.
2: He wasn't really he was talking
3: to close. a ball. It was, it was a little bit funnier than he was talk- Saving Private I'm just Ryan. the... the, the
0: <laughs> It was as funny as Castaway. Both it's, of us
2: saying do, do you guys know how Both elevator pitches work?
0: Okay, he then give me an elevator pitch. <laughs> that's how elevator pitch... That's how when you go into to pitch a script, the studio execs want you to tell them what it's like. And it's always... It's this meets this. It's Jaws meets Back to the Future. It's... It's uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest meets <laughs> Mommy Dearest. Actually, those are kind of similar, but...
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not uh, it's the that much of a movie... meets Deep Throat. Sammy person. Ooh, that'd be a
0: good one. Shiny meets Deep Throat.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, That's where, like, Jack Nicholson stalks from room to room sucking dick.
2: Okay, anyway. <laughs> we <we're... laughs> Uh, it's fine to hit that baby.
0: <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> um, so the these aren't necessarily totally related to the to the film. Uh, we do see uh Matt Damon watching Happy Days, and there's a part in the movie where he has his one picture that he sends back to home, and he's doing the fons. So he probably had more access to more than one show, although we don't know. If you had access to only one show and you were stuck on Mars or a desert island or something like that, you are trapped by yourself, what show would you want to choose? And I also have the same question for what CD. And there's a couple of ways you can go with this question. Like the way I first approach is, what am I going to get the most out of? Like what has 99 seasons or what, you know, um, CD <laughs> has eight sides to it. So I kind of went that way with my, I'll do my, my, my episode real quick. I went with the Simpsons.
2: That's not fair because I did too. Which... <laughs> Because it was the longest run. It's been, like, what, 20 years?
0: 25 or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: so you but, can be pretty entertained. But
0: besides that, I think it has rewatchability. Like, there's episodes from the first seasons I'm sure I could go watch, and, like, I wasn't smart enough to understand. Because Simpsons is written by very intelligent people that are very yeah. steeped in esoteric, es- esoteric, esoteric um, knowledge, like books. They're very well-read people, and there's a lot of stuff that flies over my head that maybe... If I watched it a few times, I was like, oh, no, I get that joke.
2: I went from uh, Friends mm-hmm. to How I Met Your Mother to Simpsons.
0: See, I don't think Friends would have that much. I think you could all probably watch Friends twice before you not tired me, of it.
2: but I would get sick of the Ross and Rachel. We talked about it,
0: but at least How I Met Your the- Mother has a couple long-running jokes and inside stuff that you could yeah. probably get a couple things out of. You know, I could have got those out of some other shows like Arrested Development or or Community, but I went with Simpsons it's just because so damn long, and I could watch it a few times.
2: And um, I think you should have changed the question to a genre. Because he had, I know,
0: I know. That's why I said it doesn't totally apply. So on the planet, Matt Damon has access to probably six CDs, CD? and they're all disco. But I'm just going to go with the one because I've heard the Desert Island thing before. Where choose ten movies, and that's easy, okay. and ten CDs, and well, that's fairly easy. Matt choose as a your TV show
3: TV. So I'm going to geek out a little bit with mine.
0: Mm. Um, Doctor Who.
3: I, I thought about that.
0: Because there's like 100 episodes of that, too, especially if you go back to the originals. Yeah.
2: You're a brony.
3: No, no, no. Just kidding. Um, I, I Ultimately, I landed on uh,
0: TNG. Oh, The Next Generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of Teenage Mutant. What is TNG? Star Trek. How many
3: seasons of that was there? Seven or eight? Yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd, I wouldn't mind having... All of the the whole Star Trek yeah, catalog. Yeah, that it's would a give good you a lot. thing
2: that we're not all stuck together because I would bury you in a, <laughs> a shallow grave.
0: I, I could I could watch all all and of the Star Trek, even though I wasn't that big dad. a fan of them. I could rewatch them all, yeah. and there's a lot there.
3: That's the that's the one series that I've watched like several times through. Um, the other ones I've only watched once through.
0: See Doctor Who, I've never really watched, but that'd be a good, one, especially again if you go back to the originals from the 60s, because yeah. then you're gonna have like three years of stuff to watch. And I've never watched any of them, so that would go pretty far for me. And the CD? So CD, again, this is hard for me because when people ask me my favorite band or favorite song or something, I always say I don't have one. I can usually narrow it down to five or 10 or something like that um i would probably change my mind if i thought about it because again it would make sense to probably choose something like by like Tchaikovsky's greatest hits because you're gonna get a lot of replay out of that you you hear classical music but i didn't pick that i picked van halen's 1984. <laughs> not even one of their most well-regarded cds but um i felt it might have enough production value in it that i could listen to it multiple times and start listening to the drums and the bass and the guitar and then, again it's I'm not sure if it's my favorite Van Halen, but there's a lot I can listen to. I could just sit there and listen to the guitar solos over and over again. There's so
2: many things. Um, The only one that I could come up with is uh, Journey Escape.
0: Hmm. Wouldn't that be sad? It's called Escape and You're Trapped.
2: (laughs) Gotta (laughs) have hope.
0: What are some songs on Journey's Escape? Escape. Sorry, that's one of those words I've mentioned on a previous podcast that i always mispronounce
2: the wheels in the sky keep on turning yeah
0: you could sit there and you could oh
2: i don't know okay. where okay, i'll that's, that's be tomorrow that's enough
0: road. i asked for songs and you gave me one song
2: yeah let me finish the lyric
0: mm-hmm. or
2: the chorus what
0: about you matt what's your one desert island why do you to be a dick i am what i eat
1: <laughs> oh yeah <man. laughs>
0: I'm gonna play that Jack Nicholson part in The <laughs> Shining meets Deep Throat, Red Rum, Red Com. I'm pretty uh.
2: sure you're got a little bit of the gay in you.
0: More than a little. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is very true. So that's what? why we travel so well.
0: Mm-hmm. I pack and I accessorize all of Heathen's clothing, <laughs> and then you suck Heathen's cock. Yeah, when, oh, she, puts, I don't have when one. she when she has the shampoo bottle, she makes me give her hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Gross>. All right. Gross. <laughs> yeah.
0: Practice makes perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: Come on, man, answer before I say more gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> this was is very that, offensive.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so it, when I'm backpacking, one of my favorite
2: <laughs> we, I thought we weren't supposed never mind. Huh? Go ahead.
0: I'm not supposed to talk about backpacking?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> Is that like a drinkable <laughs> offense?
3: <laughs> That's fine to hit this baby.
0: Is that, s- <laughs> Is that your own secret word, Heathen? Sure. Okay.
3: <laughs> so when I'm out in the wilderness... There you go. <laughs> um, one of my favorite albums to, to listen to on my... Um, my iPod is Stevie Wonder's greatest hits.
0: It's a good one. And Stevie Wonder you could listen yeah. to a bunch. Um, he's got good beat, mm-hmm. good rhythm and and all the uh, songs are pretty different. Yeah. Um
3: and they yeah, they're all I mean, he's one of the the last like great storytellers yeah. as
0: far as I'm concerned there's some stevie wonder songs i don't like superstitions uh, in my top favorite songs
2: question though is the greatest hits because i could say journey's greatest hits and that's
0: journey's greatest hits if you want i could have picked van halen's greatest hits but i didn't want it i want 1984 i don't want the greatest hits i don't want to hear you really got me again that song's simple and i don't need to hear it (laughs) i don't need to hear uh well that's probably the only song i don't really want to say
3: what compilation you would well, that's why i was saying you could kind of
0: cheat because some of those greatest hits albums are like four CDs. <laughs> I think that Stevie Wonder is like a double discer. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot yeah, of probably. it's got a lot of songs in there because I've got a Stevie Wonder's greatest hits as well. And then again,
3: well, I mean, he had a whole USB drive filled with disco.
0: Yeah. So what's uh, what's one of your what's one of your favorite Stevie Wonder songs?
3: uh i actually don't know any of the the names that's like one of the things i'm the worst at is i like the one where he names.
0: sings and he goes Ooh. and he plays the piano <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's one where he talks about growing up and that's that's one of my favorite songs from him
2: i just called to say mm-hmm. i love you what's the name
0: of that song Hayden?
2: I just okay. called, <laughs> I don't know. All right. I'm going to say I love you, I don't know. No, it's called, I, I just called, just called. To,
0: to say I love you. Is that the name okay, of that song? then there you go, fucker. What?
2: You fucker, you dug her up.
0: Anyway, so let's talk about back, uh, <laughs> let's talk about backpacking. No, let's talk about, all right, let's. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not in the air, I'm almost out of my beverage. Um, let's talk about book to school. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's let's talk about...
0: Let's talk about that's sex. Not
2: going to help it. Baby. Baby, let's talk about you and me.
0: Let's talk about book to film adaptations, which this was. Um, I have not read the book, but Rich had read it and Matt, it would read it, and I've um, read on So the site I write for, they were talking about it, people have read the book and saw the film. Um, One person on the internet for that site I write for said that this may be a case where he liked the film even better than he liked the book, but the consensus I got in our group is that they were pretty much equal in their own right. They matched up pretty well. Of course, being a film, you had to take out certain parts, but uh people said that the humor translated really well Mm -hmm. to the movie also some people said the film did some things better where you know where he was talking and doing his video log and stuff like that like that maybe that didn't happen exactly the same way in the book i'm not sure um so there was there
2: was three people in our movie group that had read the book book. and so if three people say that then it's got to be true yeah, and like so, I said, and
0: then the, the site I write for, again, probably at least another three people said the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, And I mean. and the one guy that said that that he liked the film almost better than Book, he self-identified himself. He said, I'm a huge film nerd. This is the first movie I've seen in a while. I, all I do is read books. I don't go to the movies because I don't really like them, and this movie was great. Anyway, I was going to let Matt talk about this a little bit since he did read the book.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. They were both... Um. Very.
2: Well, because you were talking to Rich and his girlfriend, and they were both the ones that read the book. So, what were they saying?
3: So, in the book, he definitely goes a lot more into like the math and the science and stuff. So, it it it's interesting to people like me to kind of hear that, and uh, it makes it a lot more realistic. Uh, for us, but that doesn't translate really well in the film. so you can't do that in the film, but the film did a really good job of condensing and keeping all that stuff out of it. so you, you know you're not going through the boring explanations, um, but you're still conveying that to the audience without explaining all of it. So both of them did a really you know a good job. And both of them can stand on their own as as two, completely well not completely different pieces of art, but um, they they both can stand on their own, and they they're both done really well in their own in their own way. Yeah, That's
2: what I liked about the movie too is that it didn't drag on very long. It kept it very just for me as a, a film watcher. watcher um, I'm have and no regard somebody that has anything but hey i like this movie because um, i pretty much like a lot of movies yeah. um but i really liked that they didn't drag the movie out it was very consistent and um like we were talking about at the end of the movie that it was pretty much like oh, okay here and then we were talking about the end of the movie how we didn't think that maybe they didn't need to show
0: yeah um what i was reading and some of that didn't happen in the books so in the book he doesn't become a teacher but in the book um they do make a deal with the chinese that in for trading the rocket that the chinese will be on the next space mission and that's why you kind of see a chinese person at the end of the movie so they're trying to wrap up some things they do a good job apparently of alluding or hinting at certain things that happened in the book yeah. but they don't describe so in the book when he's traveling to that um, site where he has to take off he loses um, contact with ground control and um, and he uses some other ways to communicate with them. And they kind of gloss through all of that. And there's just like one line in the movie where I think uh, Jeff Daniels asked something and uh, the lady says something like, well, we've she answers. It's like a one sentence thing like we've we, we've again, I can't remember what it is, but it's within that. Within those sentences, it kind of alludes to that maybe they had had troubles. He also, I guess, runs into a, a storm or something or some some kind of obstacle on the way to that site that they don't cover specifically in the movie.
3: Yeah, again, a lot of this stuff, it it it, it wouldn't have done anything to, to move the film along any yeah. at all. So, I mean,
0: it, we didn't need I more. Of,
2: I kind of wish I would have known, though. Um, I guess I didn't pay more attention in high school. That Mars didn't have um, that much of a the ramification on a storm. I guess the film would have not made so much of an impact on me.
0: I don't really know what that means.
2: The storm.
0: Yeah. She's talking about what you talked about earlier. Oh, as far that, as the the yeah. I, I didn't know that either. Even though I'm.
3: Yeah, a lot of this stuff they still don't. They still are discovering a lot of this stuff. Is like that
2: they... is that just based on perception? Or has somebody like been there? Do we know? Well, they put if like, that's true
0: like that that um
2: is that actually true or the, is that just
0: the rover that he goes yeah. and digs up I mean, that's really there yeah. and a lot of the other missions that are planned in the future those are all missions that are basically planned they he worked within So nobody's as well actually as he could. been
2: on Mars to see if the storms pe- actually pe- happen. people haven't been there, uh-huh.
0: but they've had. You know, like I said, the what's well, it the, called, the void? No, the, the last, I, d- I the would last- just
2: rather have that in my mind that nobody actually really knows if this <sighs> is true. That's all.
3: Well, the last probe that they sent there, so this rover that is basically the size of an SUV is sitting on Mars, and it's got the most amount of scientific equipment that has ever been on any kind of rover or. Um, probe before and and they they've that's where they've had a lot of the discoveries is when they um, were able to start using this new uh, rover
0: it yeah, was it four days before this film came out Na- nasa announced yeah. that they found flowing water on mars and they had speculated you know
3: a long time before i mean even books like one of my favorite series uh red mars green mars and blue mars they they talk about um, there being ice in the poles mm-hmm. and the permafrost. So they've, they've known for a while that, you know, there is, you know, water in some form or another in Mars. They just didn't know how much. And now they've discovered that there's actually still flowing water on Mars, um, they did, which they didn't know that there still was. Um, and they, they also know that uh, Mars had a lot more water on it. Um, in in the past So it has I think about like I forget what the exact number was It was like it has like 18% of uh, it was, Actually I think it was like 13% of the water um, That it has had in the past So the, the atmosphere is just so thin That all this water Has been able to leave Mars
0: mm-hmm. um, Yeah like when we saw When he loses his potatoes They basically um, evaporated breeze. Not while they froze in, and you know they became freeze dried. I mean, they killed—they killed all the all the culture, because that's the danger. You know, being out in space without your spacesuit, it's not just the oxygen; it's having just you evaporate. All the moisture in your body evaporates. I guess Matt probably knows more about that than I do. Okay, anything else to say about either one of these films? Uh,
3: so one of my favorite things, just getting back to like the, the book. Oh,
0: yeah, I was going to talk about that some more. That's good. <laughs>
3: yeah, go ahead. Uh, so one of my favorite things uh, that kind of shows a little bit of the humor in the book that really wasn't in the movie was... Um, so he is a, an engineer in the book, and they don't really discuss that in the movie. Um, but he also... It's it's funny because they talk about a little bit more of the psychological things and things, some things that he does to kind of entertain himself while he's on mars by himself for pretty much almost a year and a half because there is in the book a very short time where he is actually communicating with earth and that's kind of just enough time for them to kind of come up with a plan and then he loses communication again so he pretty much is alone and by himself Mm -hmm. for pretty much most of that time just like castaway yeah um so yeah and he does things to entertain himself like
2: <laughs> god don't like ugly so just he, kidding
3: he has to do all these calculations <laughs> to help him basically survive because you have to plan everything out and uh, uh, also plan for failure so you have to have the inevitable you know no plan is going to go as planned mm-hmm. um it's So he does stuff like, you know, he's he's reading manuals that talk about, like, kilowatt hours per soul because, you know, Mars has longer days, so they call them souls instead of days. Uh, So he doesn't like that, so he starts referring to kilowatt hours per soul as... um, Pirate ninjas. <laughs> so anytime he references kilowatt hours per soul, he, he just says pirate ninjas.
2: Oh, that makes sense because he was talking about, call me pirate, because I didn't understand what soul was Well, that until had nothing to do with a, souls. He was talking about maritime No, in long. the movie, I didn't understand what soul meant right. until... Uh, there were
0: units of measuring a day because like Matt was saying... and If you let me finish. Okay.
2: <laughs> I didn't understand what that meant until uh, about like quarter... Through the movie, I didn't get that. I mean, you didn't get it that just... it said
0: Soul Nine, Soul Ten, Soul Eleven. Anyway, every every, every time that Shut it was up. a new day.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> the person who <laughs> fell off his chair. Yeah, I <laughs> so. fell off my chair just now.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and the pirate thing had nothing to do with souls. No, um, I
2: just wondered if it. Well, yeah, had I mean, that, go that's, with the ninja. That goes thing. with
3: his yeah, his humor.
2: See.
0: Yeah, there was a part I guess when when he's saying something about fuck and he's saying you can't you can't swear because it's being being um, broadcast everywhere. I guess in the book he says, "Look, boobs." And yeah, he's got the yeah. little emoji, not the emoji, but how you can make boobs with like commas and
3: yeah. He says like "booby boobs boobs." Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And in the in the movie, I think they did a, a much better job with that because they yeah. don't really because you don't know what, what he says. Yeah. You know, he
0: does something and they're looking at it. But <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I liked. I don't know. Either way, would have been okay with. So any books to movies you'd like to see be adapted? I think we've talked about comics before. Um, For me, off the top of my head, um, I would like to see uh, one I think that they should do, and I don't think they have done, is I was reading the biography of John Houston. I might have talked about this on the podcast before. And he's one of those guys that was, like, bigger than life, like, one of those, like, life is stranger than fiction. He went hum- hunting with Ernest Hemingway. He joined the Mexican cavalry. He got in a fist fight with Errol Flynn. He was married like six times. It's a bunch of kids. Um, he was part of the camel races here in Virginia. He had a bet with a jockey that he could beat him. <laughs> and then he, uh, he went and he trained his camel how to race through the town and like paid like one of the stable boys to let him take the camel in and out and like train it how to run the course. He, uh, he Virginia
2: City, you mean? Yeah. What did I call it? Virginia, but it's yeah, okay. Virginia
0: City. Um, he he collected horses. He was a bit. He uh, directed Marilyn Monroe again here in Reno, on one of her, I think, mm-hmm. her last film when she was mm-hmm. basically dying because she was such a drugged up whore. Um, wow. Well. <laughs> he had a really interesting life, and I think it would be interesting to do a a a movie based on his biography also another series now that uh game of thrones has taken off and everyone is going to start trying to make money off of that right now it's mostly with tv shows they're doing a sort of Shinara tv show for mtv um there was a series i read in the 80s heathen why do you always roll your eyes when i'm talking like that my comments don't mean anything (laughs) never mind there is a series that i read in the 80s called uh, Dragonlance, and they weren't really that great but some of the storyline would be pretty good, and uh, they did try to make an animated. It was a directed DVD animation that was really horrible. Talk about bad animation! It was like stop motion comic books. It wasn't even stop motion, um, like claymation. I think those would be if they had a decent budget and the right cast. Doesn't have to be big names. I think those could be some good um, book to film adaptations. How about either one of you guys? Any any books you'd like to see turn into films? Or any films um, that you've seen that are already out that were good or bad versions of books that were made previously?
3: Oh, one I mentioned earlier was the, the Red Mars, Green Mars, and Blue Mars. Um, I, I think that would definitely make a really well done... Well, if done really well, it, it could be a, a really good um, movie trilogy. Um,
0: so what are those about, like basically...
3: Uh, it's it's basically about colonizing Mars. Um, so the the first book is, is basically it starts off with them already having an established colony. Um, something happens, and then they do the the backstory. So how they they got there, so what the the travel was like to Mars, and then what it was like for the you know the first couple of years for the first settlers on Mars. And... I'm a geek. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes, I
1: am.
0: <laughs> Ethan just shook her head at me again, by the way, for people at home that can't see her disgust with me.
3: <laughs> but those are books that um, have done pretty well as far as uh, the, the sci-fi, or what do they call it? Not straight sci-fi, but kind of... Like hard sci-fi, like yeah. Mar- Like
0: the Martian was called, like hard sci-fi. Yeah.
3: Um, and then another one that I've... Uh, I really enjoyed that they've tried to make a. They try to make it a TV series that I think could have done a lot better it was uh, the Dresden Files, which is based on a, a series of. books. Yeah, I think
0: you mentioned that one before. What's the Dresden Files? I think you mentioned it recently.
3: Yeah, it was on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, I the oh yeah, name. that
0: was off podcast that you mentioned that. Yeah. It's sort of a sort of a. Uh, it goes fantasy-ish like, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it
3: goes along with a lot of like the the, the vampire and wolf and you know witchcraft genre that's gone you know nuts over the last couple of years. Um, so it, it kind of goes along with all that. It's basically about a warlock.
0: I think the other one I would add, although it's cheating because I'm already getting it made, is this book called Ready Player One. Um, I don't remember the author offhand. But this is one of the books, while I was reading it, was like they have to make this a movie. It was so visual, um, and it is getting made. Steven Spielberg, I think, is directing it, so we'll see that sometime soon. So that's a, kind of a cheaty one. Heather keeps sighing and rolling her eyes.
2: Well, because you've had three now.
0: okay. Tell us one, Heathen.
2: And I thought we all got a chance. No,
0: it's just jump in when you want to talk. We're not going to sit here well, around Robin. I'm
2: just waiting for Then chance. jump in. Go I ahead. was trying to be rude. Waiting. I had to write down my things just so I wouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know how they had like uh, how to lose the guy in 10 days? 10 or... days. Shut up. Or he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Like those self-help books that are actually books. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim will help will hate me because he was like... He said this the last time um, at my birthday we were talking about this book Who Moved My Cheese and he was like who actually read this book as I was like me and <laughs> I think it would be funny if they made that book into a movie Who Moved My Cheese
0: It'd be difficult cheese. but mm-hmm. they could I suppose. I think
2: they could They but could make it a satire They could make it uh, something like um...
0: Well, just as we're, He's just
2: not that into you
0: well just as we were talking about on the mean girls podcast that that was uh adapted from a book that had nothing to do mm-hmm. it didn't have any story it was like social archetypes in high school and she ended up so you could do that I guess with who moved my cheese yeah as long as this guy I
2: love jump that book point it you can... definitely I think they should adapt
0: loud zoos art of war loud zoos
2: it Lap definitely Zou. changed my life. It's a very short book.
0: <laughs> or maybe they should adapt the Dao Te Ching.
2: Whatever. That was my thing, and I'm sorry <laughs> that it was poo-pooed by both of you. I didn't poo-poo, I didn't poo-poo, it. poo-poo it. Well. I didn't, throw feces I didn't on your we, we we <laughs> idea. We were both trying to justify I it. didn't get uh, oh, positive feedback. I got scowls. <laughs> That's better, and thank you for my idea, or you're welcome. That's a wonderful cock.
0: The Five. All right, Heathen, Our Matt. Matt's ranking these ones this week. He is ranking five tortures found in hell per the film Hell and Back. These are five tortures that we found in Hell and Back uh, when the demons were interacting with the souls... And there was a few more than these or a couple more. But we are going with drinking a flat soda.
2: So the devil. Having
0: to walk up a broken escalator. Go ahead, Helen.
2: No, I was going to say, so the one of the, what would you call him? The Demons. Okay. One of the demons was like, oh, you want a soda? And so the souls was like, yeah, I'll take a soda. And it was flat. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Welcome to hell. And then the soul was like, um, "You have to," or the demon was like, "You have to go up the escalator." And he's like, "Well, it's broken." Yeah, and the demon's like, "Ha ha ha! Welcome to hell."
0: <laughs> soul said first, "Like, well, does it go on for like miles?" He's like, "No, and we no, built oh. it for one, one floor." That would have been
3: a good idea.
0: Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next one, Healing.
2: And so the soul's like uh or the demon's like um what would you like a pizza hut or a taco bell and the soul was like well i'll have a, a pepperoni pizza and the demon was like we have no pizza you can have a Chalupa. Uh, chalupa. You can have a taco. You can have uh whatever. I think that was and my he, favorite one. And he, he tried. And he's like, "Welcome to hell." And he, he was like over exaggerating. Like, <laughs> we have no pizza. Get it? That was like the very.
0: I like that one because he tried twice. He said, "Can I have pepperoni? he's like, "No, you can't." And he's like, "Order again." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, could I have a cheese pizza?" And he's like, "No, we don't have any pizza. You can I have a chalupa." But
2: so then the demon made him. Uh, made the soul sit in a baby booster seat and then the um, soul was like uh, do you want me to cry <laughs>
0: do you want me to ask for a juice do box do you want me
2: to ask for a juice box <laughs> She's like no you cannot have a juice box welcome to hell and then uh, the uh, demon uh, gave the soul some Neop- neapolitan ice cream He's like, would you like somebody to polish an ice cream? And the soul's like, yes, I would like some ice cream. He's like, but there's only strawberry ice cream. He's like, yeah. Oh, somebody ate all of the ice cream but the strawberry. Yeah, welcome to hell. So these are.
0: <laughs> all right, Matt, you want to rank anyway. those tortures? Good job, <laughs> Heathen. Thank you for the uh, reenactment.
2: You're welcome.
3: Yes, that was very, very enthusiastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Point. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, and, and I think the whole joke was none of these are like really, mm-hmm. you know, torturous or <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, ranking from, I guess, from the least torturous or
0: the the best ones to mm-hmm. the to the worst ones, to the most torturous. Sure. So, starting at five, it's uh, the least torturous,
2: or maybe the best. Least to torturous. We're
0: starting at the least torturous. At okay. Number five.
2: <laughs>
3: Uh, so least torturous would probably be the uh, the broken escalator because who hasn't been up a broken escalator? It's not the
0: steps are high. Ethan might have trouble with those, yeah.
2: and they could hurt you if you fall down.
0: You <laughs> can fall down any stairs and hurt yourself, <laughs> but, but they
2: have the the spiky things that yeah, You, could true. Hurt your you head probably would that actually or. could kill you. So that might have been falling down one. stairs
0: could kill you.
3: Yeah, no, this is escalator. just reminds me of like Mitch Hedberg's little. It's, um, mm. bit that he does on escalators. It's like a... You know, instead of all,
2: sorry for the inconvenience... What if they all of a sudden start working?
0: Hmm? Mm, and then that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Then you're dead. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, silence for the next 30 seconds, even. <laughs> Turning off your mic. So, broken
3: escalator. Sorry for the convenience. Um, then probably sit in a baby booster seat number four Uh, i really wouldn't be able to fit in a baby booster seat anyway so i'd be just like sitting on top of it
0: i see i think that would be pretty torturous no juice
2: box for you
3: that'd be uncomfortable that would be probably my number one
0: (laughs) all right number three
3: um so then yeah pizza hut taco bell with no pizza That would be kind of annoying. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like our experience when you ordered about seven different beers and they were out of all of them.
3: Yeah, that was really annoying. On a Saturday night, they were out of like almost all of their beers at CBQ.
0: They had maybe ten beers and were out of half. And they were out of everything that wasn't called Budweiser or Coors. (laughs) Yep. That would be kind of hell, going to a bar that has 64 taps and they're all Budweiser or Coors. (laughs) Yeah. Well, oh, that would have been
2: that... funny. I almost said uh, non-alcoholic beer. Like, oh, what would you like? Um, we have...
0: We have St. Polly Girl. Yeah, that's what I was going to And gonna it's say. flat. Dang it. <laughs> flat St. Polly Girl with a cigarette butt. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are we on? Number That would
3: have been hilarious. Two? Number two. Um. Yeah, probably Neapolitan ice cream with only strawberry left. I do like strawberry ice cream. Uh, Actually, probably like the strawberry better than the chocolate, but just the fact that somebody has eaten your chocolate and mm-hmm. vanilla and lefty strawberry is kind of annoying.
0: I hate that. I, I call those people like miners or gold diggers, and uh, I've had that with ice cream with people I've lived with, mostly girls who you get like the caramel mousse tracks or whatever, and they go around and they mine through the whole ice cream taking all the caramel swirls and nuts and leave you with vanilla. <laughs> They're the same ones when you like share garlic fries or whatever. They're the ones that pick up all the garlic and leave you with just the fry. Some bitches. <laughs>
3: And then obviously that leaves the the flat soda. That's your, that's your worst one. Like, yeah, there's nothing worse than flat soda. Which is funny because my stepsister only drinks flat soda. She can't stand soda that's carbonated.
0: I, I don't like flat soda, but as a kid, one of the things my mom used to give me this is back when I was three or four. If I had a tummy ache, it was Jello and flat Seven Up. So it has mm-hmm. like a certain like mental thing for me. I hate flat soda, but I always want to drink like flat Sprite and Jello when I don't feel good. Have no idea. The bubbles make probably you doesn't. feel better, actually. And probably drinking the sugar in both of those isn't great for a tummy ache, but whatever. You know, when yeah, you're a kid, a lot of things are psychosomatic. Ginger
3: ale is supposed to be what you mm-hmm. drink for
2: mm-hmm.
0: a bit. Water with some bitters dripped into it.
2: <laughs>
0: Heathen, what's your biggest torture out of those five?
2: Like I said, the escalator.
0: Okay, and mine would be the, uh, the, the booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> the booster
3: seat up your ass?
1: Last call.
0: One of my tortures would be asking Heathen if she wants me to stop the podcast so she can blow her nose or sneezing, and she always says no, and then she always sneezes as soon as we come back to the <laughs> next topic. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Heathen. You're a good old chap. <laughs> Any, any last words Ethan? hurry up, hurry up. <laughs>
2: good night sweetheart well it's time to go do, 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 do.
0: oh yeah you should be our answer music you should do that one time
2: i hate okay not right now you. i said one okay. time <laughs> you're an asshole actually you're a whole ass i'm out of here Matt, any last shit. Matt, any
0: last
3: words uh go see a
0: Martian. Go see the Martian. Yeah. This movie this movie is available in 3D. Do, Matt, do you think it'd be worth it to see in 3D? I didn't see. No. It's got some good yeah. visuals, but I don't know. You know what I'd like to see is that uh Hateful Eight on the big 70mm, yeah. and I have no idea where that 70mm is gonna be available anytime. Probably maybe San Francisco. I'm not sure. I did see there's a uh, uh adult swim traveling drive-in going on and the closest place for us to see that is in Dixon, California where he then and I went last year for the corn maze and she said I'm never going back to that gosh darn corn (laughs) maze again (laughs) and my brother bought us both rounds on the pumpkin cannon and neither of us did it and we went back, well I went back and asked for the money so I could give it to my brother and then he just went and ended up buying a full on Freddy Krueger costume and then spending $200 (laughs) at Applebee's so we probably should have used the pumpkin cannon. Uh, next week I don't know what movie Heathen and I may see a movie because we do have free tickets in Portland and and, uh, those areas although it looks like if we do see a movie it will probably be The Martian again Um, don't know what's going on next week don't know if we'll have a podcast next week Uh, if you want to get to us you want to see pictures from this episode go to potablepictureshow.com if you Want to tweet at us? Go to at potable pictures. If you want to call us on the BAP line, record a recorded 24 hour line, leave a message 775 996 3986. Also, don't go to the movies and fall asleep next to someone and snore
3: <laughs> and then wake, and up, then and wake up and talk to
0: the movie <laughs> and then accuse me of road rage on Facebook. Until next week, everybody, keep it wet.
1: This is you to
0: see this movie not listen to your uninsightful commentary gosh and then I thought I just I wish I was like was a police officer like an off-duty police officer where I would just follow him up to the apartment you guys have all this weed and everything like you can't report anything to me because I'm going to beat the shit out of you and actually uh, that time